All right, welcome to Wednesday. We have made it this far. It is the 21st day of June, and the summer solstice is yes. today. Yeah, happy first day of summer, Wesley. That's right. It is uh, going to be not the longest day of the year. All of our days are pretty much the same length of time. It's the longest daylight hours of the year. Yes. I just did that little point always just nicked at the back of my head when I heard people say, it's the longest day of the year. No, it's not. No, it's still 24 hours. That's right. So give or take just you know, a wobble or so. But yeah, it precisely happens at 9.58 Central Time today. So here in just a, a little while is the official time when the uh, first start of the astronomical summer begins it's the exact point the northern hemisphere is pointed directly toward the sun according to sciencefocus.com so if that's not right blame them uh, frying all of us you know the <laughs> shortest day of the year don't you uh, the same as every other one uh yeah that <laughs> Just, december 21st <laughs> the winter solstice yeah yes when we get the the least daylight hours indeed so, and then we've got the equinoxes and the other seasons where things are about equal. So, okay. We've so, covered this. So, so, yeah. so, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Wesley. okay. All What's right. the difference in solstice and equinox? Solstice is when you have the either the longest daylight hours or the longest amount of night hours, dark hours. Uh, the equinox is when they are about equal, hence the name. Oh. Also, golly. a sticks album. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so, thank you for that lesson. There we go. We've covered astronomy for today. More on that probably some other time tomorrow or something. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. So, and at least also, it's not Monday. Right, right. And when I saw this, when I saw this headline, it says, heart attacks more likely on the day you might suspect. And I was like, let's see, when have I had my heart attacks? Because I, I literally have. I'm a uh -huh. heart patient, as is Drake. Um, and mine have been around Thanksgiving um, time or between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm like, oh, I got the answer. It's when it's really stressful and you're around family like Thanksgiving. Right. Well, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. They've done studies in actually this is Ireland, but still they've analyzed data from over 10,000 patients uh, uh, who were admitted to the hospital between 2013 and 2018 with this thing known as segment elevation myocardial infraction also oh known that as, yeah yeah that thing you know s-t-e-m-i and the this is the involving a total blockage of one of the heart's main supply arteries and it's not good obviously but looking <laughs> no looking you at need the, that you little you kind of need that you kind of need that not to be blocked looking at the days of the week when these patients were admitted over these years there was a really huge correlation between the start of the working week, like a Monday. Mondays. Isn't that weird? Garfield now, was some, right. A lot, I know. A lot happened on Sundays, but still, that's you're still stressed. You're getting ready to start the work week. You're stressed as hell. You don't want to do it. Um, more than 650 patients showed up at the hospital on a Monday. What, that worked out to a 13% greater risk of that type of severe heart attack happening on a Monday. Isn't that weird? That's uh, it's stress. It gets to you. So yeah, it's uh, well. Christmas is not on a Monday this year. So there's that, and thankfully Thanksgiving is not a Monday this year either. So at least those two factors won't combine. Yeah, except for the stress of those will well, trigger. Sure. No, hope. Let's hope not. But no, <laughs> but you know, you're when your circadian, your internal clock is off. It's you know, it's circadian misalignment, and it says that that explains why. Heart attack rates rise on Monday mornings and the week after daylight savings time starts. They did a study in Sweden, too, uh, with, uh, in like 2017, and it showed it also showed more heart attacks on Mondays. Just that, stress. That's just weird. So after it ends, oh, when weird. the clocks go, go or when it's, after it starts, when the clocks go back an hour or forward an hour, rather, and you're late without realizing it and that stresses you out, you get less sleep. Yeah, I, yeah. It says around. when it begins. Yeah, it says when it begins. Okay. When daylight savings time begins. So uh, that's the fall one, right? The one in the fall. Uh, now, no, I think oh, no, daylight saving back. time is summer. So hour. yeah, so yeah. the rest of the year is standard time, or it's the complete opposite, and I've just spaced anyway. it. But at at any rate, <laughs> uh, I know what time it is now. So it's a little after seven. 
<laughs> right. That right. will do for a little while. And turns out we have clocks real handy most everywhere. Uh, yes. Yeah, but so. so Mondays, try not to be stressed. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's real sure. possible. And if it? you're depressed, you know, just cheer up, too. It's fine. And, you know, yeah. while you're at it, just stop being poor. It's not working out for you. <laughs> okay, what yeah. does that have to do with <laughs> anything? Okay. Oh, and so here's my weirdish headline of the day, I suppose. The USDA has approved the Cell Cultivated Chicken label. Oh, gosh. Yes. So it's fake. Well, it's it's fake in the sense that it was never an actual living, breathing chicken, but it's not fake in the in the idea that it's plant based chicken flavored meat. It's actual it's cell cultivated chicken. So it's it's chicken that is raised from a a bunch of cells in a lab. So it, wow, yeah, they have bioreactors and they have the meat grown from uh, chicken cells. There's a couple companies doing this. Upside Down Foods and Eat Just are going to be the uh, leaders in this right now because they're the ones that have been pushing so hard for it. And there's been some thoughts about you know, what are we going to call this so people don't think it's chicken like used to walk around in a little cage in a big smelly factory yeah. someplace yeah so that's good so they've settled on cell cultivated chicken for when these products are sold and served to the public then the usda just approved it a little while ago they are the ones who are responsible for approving all labels for non-seafood cultivated meat products so there's a different department that handles seafood i guess but they oh, wow. say, the upside food people said in a press release that uh, this label approval shows that the FD, uh, the, sorry, the USDA feels we've demonstrated full compliance with the pre-market labeling requirement, and it is one step closer to them being able to sell this stuff. And you seeing it in your Aldi or Kroger or or you know wherever else you buy food, so they've gotten green lights for producing this stuff, but not selling it yet. It's complicated. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's the first time the USDA has of just officially said any sort of statement on what to call meat made from cells grown in bioreactors. And they started looking at this and trying to make a decision in September of 2021. Oh, wow. They that's when they opened the docket, yeah, and to formally seek public input on how they should be labeled. So, government moves real slow. How hard is it to think up cell cultivated? You know. Yeah, well, they they the, wanted the word, to know what terms are going to work best, what it's going to what what would be misleading, and also since they're opening for input from the public, there's a lot of nonsense. I'm sure that they had to sort through oh, so, God, yeah, yeah they had almost a little over a thousand comments here and they've had these companies one of them eat eat just has a track record they've been doing their good meat chicken and selling that in singapore where it's labeled cultivated chicken but now yeah. it's in in the u.s when it finally does hit shelves anywhere it's going to be sell cultivated chicken so you know what you're getting which is always good it you know it, some people are going to be really weird about this and not want anything to do with it. They'd rather have the ones that are you know, raised in a factory and never see daylight and quick grown or whatever. Well, or the ones that are raised humanely and aren't huge because of you know antibiotics and that's me. But so but still some people still aren't going to understand what cell cultivated means probably or they'll have to ask. But you know when you were talking about it. I thought there's already imitation crab meat out there. Oh yeah, and it says imitation crab meat. Exactly. You know, and it's and I don't know what it's made out of. I I'm sure I've had it, Pork. and I'm, it's not bad. I wonder if this will be like. And how are they gonna? No. You know, I wonder how they'll flavor. How do you flavor cell cultivated chicken? With a syringe, using, I don't know. Like chicken broth. Hello, I don't know. <laughs> Is it like is it like chicken flavored tofu well, kind of? That's I mean, see that that's that's a really good question. Don't know, but if it's if it's grown from cells out of a chicken, it well, yeah, tastes yeah, like yeah. chicken, I guess. Which I, yeah, I apparently tastes like most everything else in the world. I mean, you feed someone alligator, what's it taste like? Kind of tastes like chicken. Sorry, <laughs> it's not. It's wombat. Because like that's so crap. 
And, and if anybody says that frog legs taste like chicken, I'm smacking you. Because no, they don't. They're disgusting and they stink. <laughs> and I don't know how you can eat something that stinks because your nose is connected to your mouth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, taste is actually smell so uh, there you go so yeah. put that on your radar to look for at some point cell yeah, cultivated yeah. chicken is one step closer to being handy for you to put on the grill everything is turning fake i wonder how much money those people making the cell cultivated chicken uh i wonder how much they make i wonder if you have to have experience to make, obviously, you do. Well, yeah, you've got to have to have some kind of lab experience. But yeah. I see where you're going with this, so you just <laughs> roll on, Sid. I found a list of the 11 highest-paying jobs with zero prior experience required, or at least minimal experience. So if you're if you're in the if you're looking to change jobs now, right. some of these are are huge, but uh, I would some and you know come to think of it one on this list well i'll tell you when i get to it okay so the 11 highest paying jobs with zero prior experience required travel agent Huh. okay i yeah, but are those are those still really a, a thing going much these days yeah i guess so i don't really There's... go to places where i need to use a travel agent um but you know with with the uh, after people were locked down, now travel is back and booming. It says there's a return for long-haul flights to far-off destinations. And so now the demand for travel agents has exploded. Really? Well, okay. I thought mm -hmm. the Internet had really just slashed the demand for those things. But I guess there's still a lot of people that would rather you know, pay someone to ha handle all of that for them. Yeah, and there could be, I think, one, I think we were talking about something related to this recently and certain credit cards have certain perks that come with them and one is you know had to do with hotels or where you st or something and maybe a travel agent too but uh, this says the average salary of a travel agent before covid about 46.5 thousand dollars wow, now right. now some are earning anywhere between 250,000 and 500,000 <laughs> okay so, well good for them People are using them, so I guess if you're if you don't want to deal with doing your own thing on the internet, and you want to talk to a real person and you know see if they can wheel and deal and get you, I don't know. I'd probably rather do that too. Another uh, highest paying job with zero prior experience required merchandiser. It's um, just requires a high school diploma or GED qualifies you. Yeah. Starts at seventeen an hour and can go over thirty five an hour. Uh, it's people who do the display of products like in store. Or oh, online. okay. So yeah, they you, set up displays. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Like in the grocery store, or something. Or, you know, you stack the beer real pretty. To <laughs> That's right. To you, you, you turn the cases <laughs> around so the colors spell something. Whenever I see the like the beer stacked, I'm like, mm, I wonder who did that because it looks like I can do better. Applied um, <laughs> in the back. This is kind of random. An ESL teacher in Hong Kong. Oh, English is a second language, yeah. but specifically this says in Hong Kong. Hmm. Well, big demand. Yeah, that always seemed weird to me uh, that you wouldn't have to speak the language of the nation that you're going to teach in to teach English as a second language. I would want to, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, because it would. I mean, it seems like that would a, be a requirement to me. Yeah, but I would no, want to I know a, it's not. Bit of a grasp of it, anyway. Uh, another high-paying job with no experience or little experience. Uh, oh, that's the first. Now the slides are out of order. Thanks. Oh, good. Let's see. Slideshow uh, organizer. Uh, that's the next no. one. I know, right? Uh, I, well, I looked at it the other. Another one was real estate agent. Well, while I'm waiting for this to come back up. Another one was real estate agent. Well, And I will, I will say that a, a friend of mine who retired from the Shelby County Sheriff's Department is now a real estate agent, and he loves it. Well, yeah, but I mean, maybe not experience, but you still have to go through training and get your well, yeah. test passed and get your license and so forth. And Yes, but but a prior experience in that field, I think that's really what, yeah. what it means, and I guess you wouldn't have to. But, you know, people who can talk easily to other people and who are personable, I think that would definitely be a plus in that. Yeah, that's what my sister does. A travel does. agent, too. Oh, okay. She's a real estate agent? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Does she a, like it? Uh, she she likes it just fine, and she didn't have any trouble with the test. She uh, when she was a band mom for many many years, 
and yeah. deeply involved in the organization of the high school band that all her kids went to. So cool. she had experience organizing things and keeping track of things and delegating things. And so she passed the test on her first go after people yeah. were telling her, now most people just don't pass it on the first go. I don't know how true that is or not, but. <laughs> Your sister's no dummy. No, she's not. She's smarter than I am. <laughs> That's very smart, Wesley. Uh, another job that requires almost no experience or zero, union electrician. Joining an okay. electrical union can yeah. be a really high-paying career with zero student debt or experience. You Now, you you go into the if, – if you're accepted to the apprenticeship program, you work mm -hmm. and go to school for five years, and then you graduate and become a journeyman electrician. And the rates are different, you know, throughout the country, but you could make up to $100,000 or more, says this story. Yeah, wow. we had a story of that with that same thing about electricians last week where they they oh, yeah. make really good money. The demand right now is really, really high. And, yeah, you could walk into a program without any experience whatsoever and start your training as an apprentice. Now, you're going to be doing all of the apprentice-level stuff, which is yeah, you know, not glamorous or fun, but it's the start of a really good career that'll pay you well if you like that kind of thing at all. Right, and f and that's really handy to know how to do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And and do it right and not get shocked, <clears throat> like my husband sometimes says, <laughs> when he's changing something and doesn't feel like turning off the breaker. I'm like, show, look, I'm going to find which one. I'm turning it off for you. Fine, I swear. Um, luckily, it hasn't been bad. Um, and another one is insurance claims adjuster. Okay. They and that's a do what? Go ahead. They do what? No, I'm, I'm asking the question. Oh, it's well, it's an easy way to get into the industry without experience because entry level adjusters starting salary is about 43,000, but it can double, uh, once you get some experience. Uh, and it says it can, it, it can exceed 100,000 if you have what it takes to be become an independent insurance oh, adjuster. Yeah, that's running your own business too. So I guess this is like going and surveying when people do a claim, like if they have damage to their house in a storm or something. I think that's what it is. Cause the, there's a picture of a house on top of a car. Like it was in a tornado. Insurance they investigate insurance claims by interviewing the claimant and witnesses, consulting police and hospital records, and inspecting property ah. damage to determine the extent of the insurance company's liability. Right. So and the try insurance to make company it doesn't screw the guy over. Okay. Yes. Well, I guess if you're working for the insurance, right. you want to pay them as little as possible, even though they lost their house. That's nice. Um, a sales representative is another uh, position you don't, another job you don't yeah. really have to have experience. Uh the average entry-level sales rep makes sixty-eight thousand dollars a year. This this thing says, it doesn't say you know what kind of uh, job or sales rep. But well, I mean, I mean, if you're going out and yeah, if you're a salesperson that goes out to meet clients to get them to buy your product or your yeah. the advertising you're selling or whatever, you do have to be a very get up and go and self motivated kind of person, and you know just expect those back to back to back meetings you know, all afternoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then if it starts with commission, that's a little stressful. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess a lot do. So I uh, I don't know how uh, just, uh, that's yeah. not really for me. No. Nope. Another, another high-paying job with zero experience required, a certified nurse midwife. Oh, wow. Zero experience required. I don't know about there that. There has to be. You have to. I, you must have to go through a training program and well, yeah. are getting hands-on experience and pay as you're going through the training. Probably. It does say that certification and a bachelor's degree are required, but experience is not. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's see. Mm, yeah. Another one is, oh, and then the other, then the, I think this is the last one, is the real estate agent. We did real estate agent. We did real estate yeah. agent. Uh, freelance writer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's sure a stable writer. career. Is it? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, you but, don't have to have any experience. You can just sit down and start and then go looking for clients to write for. But, yeah, it, it, not the most stable career in the world. No no degree or experience certificates, but you kind of want to be able to know how to write. Well yes, that is helpful. And have those kinds of skills. Is there one more? Aha. Now, yeah. this I would think... This, this would help if you had at least waited on tables before in a restaurant of mm -hmm. some sort. But the, I think this is the last one, uh, high-paying job with zero experience required, a flight attendant. Oh, okay, yeah. 
So surely, though, you have to go through some kind of because a friend you of mine was do, yeah. was a flight attendant. She's probably still is. She was with United and then got laid off or with like some huge bonus thing, you know, or whatever. I don't even know what what it's not laid off. I don't know what you call it, but uh, by by. This year, airlines are looking to hire 20,000 more people for these roles. Oh, wow. Equaling to 100,000 total flight attendants, it says. So it says if you're looking to uh, make even more for this job, apply to Southwest. Regularly awarded one of the best places to work in America. Really? Nice. Huh, okay. Yeah. Flight attendants make on average 10,000 bucks. Uh, let's see. Ma- uh, on Not average, $10,000 more plus 11000 oh. of profit sharing and free unlimited uh, travel for themselves, spouses, domestic partners, and dependents. Well, cool. Okay. So there you go. One so th- if you're looking for a new job when you don't need any experience, yeah, those aren't small jobs or anything. Right. But there's the list. On the uh, Not on that list, I noticed, was content creator as an influencer. <laughs> Because Ooh, that yeah. that was like the the recent path, the way people are going to, I'm going to get famous and make some money. I'm going to do gonna videos on YouTube. YouTube or TikTok yeah. or, or Instagram and I will get followers and followers and I will be able, they, I will get advertising dollars automatically. I will get sponsors. I, I'll be on the streaming on Twitch and get free games and stuff. Well, no, not turn, not so much <laughs> turns out. There was that was a big thing for a while, but uh, this uh, article from uh, was it Business Week says that the gold rush is over. Oh, it's done. Uh, the businesses in the U.S. that are selling products and tools that support creators, and they say the social media influencers who make the world go round. So they're not talking about musicians or writers or actors or movie people or TV people. They're talking about right. the, the influencers on social media. Oh, God. Uh, since 2021, those businesses have uh, were raising $8.6 billion, but this past quarter, that's down about 90%. Oh my goodness, it really? It has plummeted compared to this time wow. two years ago. Some businesses are starting to uh, meet their makers, it says, making a pun right there because there you go. <laughs> so uh, about 18 or plus have of these startups have been acquired or shuttered, according to the information site, and others are running out of cash or trying to do something else. And turns out that a lot of people wanted to be creators for the same reason a lot of people wanted to be rock stars or actors because some do very well some do really really well most though don't make enough money to pay for these services that are trying to cater them cater to them the uh, companies this well the story has the numbers here that only 12 percent of full-time influencers creators make more than 50 grand a year 12%. 12%. Oh, wow. 46% don't make four digits. That means they don't make $1,000 in a year. <laughs> this according oh to goodness. Linktree. Uh, that's a creator company that uh, just dumped about 27% of its staff. So the opportunities are narrowing for these. So this is not any kind of dependable career craft. So maybe... Try being an electrician that apparently is in demand and is easy to get into. And Yeah, you know, oh my goodness. The only upside, I guess, to being that kind of thing is that you are independent. You can work your own hours. You don't have a boss of any kind really to answer to except for the public. Yeah. Well, think about it. So you said it. it this really peaked two years ago. So two years ago, we were only three months into COVID. Right. So everybody was already at home and yeah. starting to already get antsy. Little did they know it was going to be you could be even more antsy. Right. We were only three months in. Well, shoot, we were enjoying it, but um, um, but I would I would think because I I don't have a, like a TikTok account, I'm not on Snapchat and all that, but you can still you know scroll past something on Twitter or even Facebook and there's some TikTok thing or you can sure or like my kid will be on his phone and he'll be watching. Um, he'll just be scroll. He doesn't have an account on TikTok either, but you can go and just watch them right. and scroll through and find stuff that might appeal to you. And it still seems like I see a lot of people pushing, you know, products and teaching people how to do this or that. But maybe those are for like bigger companies and not kind of for some uh, for something they're doing themselves. Yeah, maybe. I so, I mean, you think of all of the channels that are on YouTube and there must be mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and I watch a pretty good amount of things on YouTube because I've got it set up on my television, and it's easy if just yeah. to get you know short, bite-sized bits of some kind of entertainment that is either any ranges anywhere from just ridiculous and silly to actually you know academic and interesting mm-hmm. and teaching. But there's out of all of the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of channels, I subscribe to about twenty-five, which is a real low percentage yeah, of yeah. those channels that are out there. So I get what they're saying here. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, speaking of uh, working and bosses and money, and I guess uh, some people are just buttheads as bosses well, and yeah. don't want to, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, one time when I worked out of town, not far from here, and I never lived there, I commuted, yeah. and so you would think that somebody would know, well, gosh, she's not going to always work here for, like, ever because she's driving almost an hour, um, but they were, like, really, sh- she seemed really shocked or upset that when I, like, put in my three weeks notice that I was leaving. I'm like, I, I have a job in Memphis now. That, yeah. You know, that's, let's see, that's a 20-minute drive and not an hour drive. Exactly. What do you yeah. think, lady? <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was a long time ago. But we're but a family this, here. No, she didn't say that. I oh, okay. Like, no. I don't even know if she's there anymore anyway. But uh, this is a story. I think we had this, I think we talked about this guy a while back who worked at a body shop, an auto body shop in Georgia, and he didn't get paid his final paycheck. He also had worked some overtime, and his uh, co-workers worked some overtime as well. He didn't get his final paycheck, so he wanted to. He filed a complaint about not receiving his final paycheck, uh-huh. and uh, the boss finally gave in and said, "All right, I guess I'll just p- freaking pay this guy his nine hundred and fifteen dollars." What did he do? He got nine hundred and fifteen dollars worth of pennies. Oh, that's a he took them heavy to the load. guy's house. Oh. He dumped them in his driveway. Oh, now that's not pain. And they were covered in oil. Oh man, that's littering now. I know, I know. And on top of that, he wrote a note on top of the pennies that said "F you." <laughs> Just I mean, this guy. What are you twelve? I know, Man. I know. What are you, 12? So that happened. So he's he's like, well, fine, I'll pay you back. So he did that. Well, now, haha, karma, he has to pay to the guy and nine other people. Uh, he's been ordered to pay over $39,000 to, <laughs> so, to, to this that? guy and nine other people because they... Uh, it's labor laws. They they worked. They all worked overtime. Yeah. He violated federal law, um, and uh, and and labor laws and, and such like that in Georgia. So, haha, hey, karma. I, I I think you can dispute being paid for anything in pennies. I'm not sure. I'm sure. It, it seems like I've heard that pennies and nickels and dimes. Maybe you can refuse that in as payment in mass i could be wrong it could be an old urban rumor that you know i picked up in seventh grade and just stuck in my head but not well, sure it seems like it seems like that would happen but, but man how's this, that petty revenge feel now oh my gosh boss i know this guy apparently also had referenced the former employee with pictures and just insulting comments i guess on the company website and I don't know. It doesn't say social media, but mm. so he had to, of course, take all that down too. But what a dick! <laughs> so if you think you're ha- if you think you're you have a bad boss, well, just remember that story. Yeah, exactly. And one more great reason to be able to work from home and not see bosses is, is that guy right there. And I know that uh, that whole thing. There's been a lot of talk about how the office life is having to come back. The managers are pushing it and um, insisting that employees come in the office at least a few days a week. There's other articles saying how it's the remote work is bad for new employees, new hires and, and young workers because they don't have people around to mentor them or teach you the the systems or anything, which is the only halfway reasonable argument I've seen to have any sort of office demand in office Mm -hmm. demands at all yeah the uh, city of tulsa oklahoma on the other hand has 
reached out to remote workers. The headline here is Remote Workers Found Oklahoma, H-O-M-A-E-A. <laughs> so nice yeah. little pun there, too. Good headline yeah. line, line, head, headline writing. The uh, They started offering remote workers $10,000 if they would pack up and move to Tulsa. They started this in 2018. Gosh. Five years later, the a follow-up survey found something unexpected. I think what people were going into this thinking was, okay, yeah, I'm about move to Tulsa, get my 10 grand, and then move back to wherever I want to. Nope. Most people who took the initial cash have stayed in Tulsa. Oh. There have been almost 2,500 people who moved there through the Tulsa Remote Program. Of them, 90% stayed put after completing their one-year commitment. It says 76% never left. I don't know how that's supposed to be. Maybe people left wow. and came back. Uh, so, and they're working, you know, not necessarily for companies in Tulsa or Oklahoma at all. They could be working oh. for companies in New York or San Francisco or you know, Canada or Australia or wherever, but they're living in Tulsa and that's generating over $150,000 in labor income spent in and around Tulsa. And that's uh, 250, it says million in new sales tax revenues in 2022. Okay, so, yeah, and yeah, I, I was just looking back. Those numbers don't add up. No, it, each is generating about $150,000 in labor income and contributing yeah. to the $2.5 in sales tax. So it talk, this goes into why the workers are staying. First off, the 10 k didn't say. hurt at all. But yeah. Tulsa Remote is, I guess, a branch of the government there in the city that is sort of overseeing this. They host 15 monthly community building events. They've created 160 channels on Slack that cater to niche interest groups. Uh, it says like parents or book clubs or cycling. And these kind of things attracted people who wanted some kind of personal connection and an easy way to get it because it's hard to make a friends when you're an adult and working in a different it's, task, yeah, in a different state. town and the <laughs> easiest way to do it is to get involved in some kind of club or volunteer or just something outside the house that interests you that requires other people frisbee golf what have you yeah and so tulsa remote made it real easy for people to do that and it's worked out really really well for them and other cities have started to imitate this. Uh, Bentonville, Arkansas has. Paducah, Kentucky has done this. And the key takeaway is that the follow-up is what keeps people around. The 10 grand, the money paid on the front end or after the one-year commitment is met, is great. But having a community infrastructure ready to go yeah. is one of the keys. Also, you know, lower cost of living, more affordable housing, that's really great too. So, it just has, it, it it can work. And they're demonstrating to the point where other cities are trying the same thing. So if you like your remote work and you want to live someplace cheaper, this is something to look into. That's that's crazy. And and clearly it sounds like the, the company who's in charge setting everything up cares about the people, wants them to connect, care, you know, cares enough to give them something to do and make them want to stay there. Yeah, um, that, that's, if you're, that's the thing. I mean, it's not exactly. going to work if you're if you're if you're a loner. It might not be that great, but I mean, then you wouldn't move in the first place. But Oklahoma, I'm, I, it's a it, it's a, one of those tornado states, isn't it? With Nebraska, oh yeah, I just don't yeah, know if sure I is. I mean, we have tornadoes too. But um, well, that's funny that you say Bentonville is in that story because side note, two weeks ago we were mm -hmm. talking about Bentonville because. Uh, or maybe the Foo Fighters played Little Rock the other day. Last week or sometime, the Foo Fighters were playing Little Rock or Bentonville, and I don't know, Drake said something about Bentonville. Where is that? And it was it's due north of Little Rock somewhere, and somebody had texted, oh, my gosh, my friend said Bentonville is booming, but I don't know why. Well, that's why. That could be why. Because that could be why. <laughs> and you, you get the workers in there working remotely someplace else, but they need to buy groceries. They need to, <laughs> need to get their car serviced. They, yeah. They, they need to do a whole lot of things. They need to have have local cell phone plans, maybe. I don't know. But they, that that's where they're going to go out and spend money. So that helps your town. 
Yeah, that's 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 pretty smart. Um, speaking of towns, and it's the and it's the first day of summer, and people are vacationing and going going different places. There is a, of course, top ten. This is places to retire, but okay. some of these are vacation towns for people at least around here in in Memphis. I I know because I've been to them. Okay, they did this. Well, they did this yearly that. list. <laughs> they did this yearly list. Um, Taking into account happiness, housing affordability, health care, retiree taxes, desirability, and the job market. And they went on the general rule that retirees and future retirees have similar priorities. The people surveyed, it says, we're nearing retirement age between 45 and 59. That's not near retirement age. And then it says, <laughs> then it says and were of retirement age at 60 and older. Does that mean they were going to be of, or did, are they, they surveyed two different groups? I'm not really sure, but... Uh, whatever, U.S. News and World Report, t- uh, top 10 places to retire. I'm going to start at number 10. Okay. And see if you've been to any of these places. Reading, Pennsylvania. I have not. What reading? I, I, you know, I know the railroad from the Monopoly game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, I don't know where it is. It, it just says affordable housing costs, and uh, that's it doesn't really say much about how pretty it is. I my stepsister lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but I don't know where we're reading. Okay. Another Pennsylvania, Wesley, Allentown, Billy Joel. Heard of that. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. This is the town where the Liberty Bell was hidden during the Revolutionary War, and visitors can ring a replica of the bell at the Liberty Bell Museum in Zion's Reformed United Church of Christ if you go to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Also, a lot of historic buildings, museums, and a booming business district. And so I guess it's improved since the 80s. Doesn't sound very very fun to be uh this is a place i've heard of a friend of mine lives in this um state and loves it i don't know how close she is to ann Arbor, michigan ah. but it's supposed to be really pretty a university town 25 miles away from the detroit metro airport though ah, that's a little close mm-hmm. but they don't pay uh ann arbor residents don't pay a city income tax michigan drivers do pay among the highest insurance rates in the country uh, yeah though uh, so anyway, that's not cool. I, I just wouldn't be. I, did, I wouldn't want nine months of or eight months of winter. I just couldn't hang. <laughs> See, that's a lot of cold. You know, but that uh, may be changing as time goes on. I know, right? Right. All right. Here's another place. The top ten uh, places to retire says U.S. News and World Report. This, I, I get this state because people retire a lot in this state. This place though seems like a younger place in this state though. Um, and I don't, uh, if you have to, if I don't agree with letting cars, trucks, buggies on the beach, Daytona beach. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was wondering so, where you yeah. were going with this. Motorsports, uh, shopping, fishing, racing, golfing, and hooligans, Daytona beach. Not for me, <laughs> not for me, but you know, it's, I'm sure. The hooligan when, ratio is really what attracted to us. No, it's just, it's just. You know, if you think about retiring at, at retirement age, 60, 65, Daytona Beach, eh, I don't know, it just seems like younger people. Um, this, I've actually been to this place in Florida because a friend of mine invited me there in high school and I got really burned, but it was gorgeous. Naples, Florida. Oh, okay. More very, Florida. very pretty. Lots of hurricanes there, though. It actually mm-hmm. got slammed not too long ago and they're probably still rebuilding, but very gorgeous. Uh, the white sand beaches. Here's another Pennsylvania, York, Pennsylvania. Wow, what's with Pennsylvania and, and retiring? I guess rich history, museums, hiking trails in this place. It says uh, housing costs are lower than the national average. And a lot of people work in neighboring Maryland. and okay. they, But they live in York, so they commute. Here's another one in Florida, Tampa, Florida. Which is nice, but it's way down there. My husband has an uncle, an aunt and uncle who live there. It's gorgeous. But, you know, Tampa is a place where you got to have, if you have a pool, you are required to have it screened in because of gators. Oh, yeah? Well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. On and the other hand, it. you have gators. On the other hand, you have gators, and they're not pets. Um, watch out for the dog. One more, Florida. The, the, this is a place that we've gone to since my kid was born because it saves an hour by, from going to Destin. Uh, Pensacola, Florida. This is so we've got Pennsylvania and Florida know, as the leaders in this place. No one wants the, to retire to Wyoming. I know, I know and that's got to be gorgeous too. 
Uh, state residents don't pay an individual income tax or annual vehicle property tax in oh. Pensacola, Florida. We go to Pensacola Beach, but same thing. Another Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Wow. This is along the Appalachian Trail, the Susquehanna River. So this, that, now that sounds gorgeous to me. They have annual festivals and events, beautiful scenery. It has a one-mile-long, 63-acre uh, city island located across the downtown walking bridge in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And the last good place to, top place to retire, according to U.S. News and World Report, dang, Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Again? Pennsylvania. <laughs> God bless. All right. I know. Uh, home to farmers, families, college students, young professionals, uh, one of the oldest inland cities in the country. It's rich with history and unique architecture in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Okay. So, okay, so this can be summed up as Pennsylvania <laughs> yeah. and Florida are where people are going these days to retire. So go someplace else or it'll be crowded. Yes, it will be. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. no, I'm sure there are many places in among those uh, cities and towns. They're beautiful and very worth it. So, so there we there go. You go. All right. Uh, we got lawyer bill coming up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you have any legal questions, a quandary of some kind that you are in, I love using the word quandary. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> if you've got a, if you got some troubles legalize, legal wise, legal wise, uh, then uh, give us a text 878-9420. Or if you're just wondering about something legal, sometimes we get some bizarre questions out of left field that uh, really prove interesting. Send those in 878-9420. Lawyer Bill is here tomorrow round about 7.30. So, but get them on in advance because we'll just save them. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah. And if we get a ton, we save them for the next week. So right. yeah, that's, that's fine. And, and we got some text uh, for this morning too, Wesley. Um, yesterday we were talking about TV and shows and somebody said, check out the show from, and uh, yeah. Jenny says, Jenny says, I second, I second that from it's a Stephen King story. Okay. So that piques my interest now. I'm really, cause I like Stephen King stuff. Uh, she also says Dead City is good, which is what I had referred to. It's yeah, tangent, you told me about that. Tangent um, of The Walking Dead, and mm -hmm. it's the characters Maggie and Negan. And actually, we started it last night. All right. And yes, it does seem like it's going to be really good. Um, let's see. Uh, yesterday, one day we were talking about. Uh, oh, we were recently we were talking about things that banning things or things that were banned yeah philip says these fools somehow don't realize that banning things makes them more appealing to people uh, he's uh, exactly yeah. right yes. and like your parents when they said no you can't listen to acdc oh yeah watch me i'm gonna listen to no. all the acdc <laughs> uh yesterday we were talking about we had a facebook thing over the weekend about the first uh band you ever heard with your dad yeah. And then we're talking about concerts and ticket prices and things like that. And Mary says, my older sister took me to my first rock concert, Elvis, in 1974. Oh, she nice. was pissed. She said she was pissed because the tickets were $10. <laughs> $10. Don't know what you got. Wow. I know, right? Uh, Jan says his was uh, Mac Davis in 1973-ish. Nice. Oh, Okay. Um, were we talking about, let's see, were we, we were talking about TV shows. Somebody says we, uh, Lawrence Welk, we watched him every night. <laughs> well, you know, we, I don't know what we were talking about in reference to that. It might've been the uh, musics. I, uh, oh question. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Pro yes. Yes, exactly. I remember my grandmother used to watch Lawrence Welk. Did your, did anybody in your family watch Lawrence my, Welk? My we grandparents were, were uh, on one side, were very fond of Lawrence Welk, so. I knew who he was from a young age. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I know. Okay. On the, on the, uh, sorry, on the talk about collecting things, the Beatles albums yeah. that I had and the, and then you had a guy who collected, I don't remember. Titanic what. movie. Ti the, yes. The video cassette. Man. What the hell? Anyway, Rick says, I'm retired. The only thing I collect is a different joint pain every time I turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you don't have to be right. retired to do that. Clever. Right? Gold star for you. <laughs> yeah. That That's a good comment. Oh, my God. So, yeah, get your text in anytime about anything, but especially for Lawyer Bill, 878-9420. Righto. All right, here's something. Uh, you've certainly had classes in high school and college that you were sat there wondering, why am I taking this? I'm never going to use this. I did. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of people <laughs> yep. have. This article comes from an English teacher in, at, at a high school. 
And she laments the same thing. It talks about how she sat through advanced algebra, trigonometry, and calculus, and wondered, how am I ever going to use this? And she said she had, in the 27 years since she left school as a student, she has not used anything that she learned in functions at all. And goes on with other examples. And the gist of the story is, here's eight classes, she says, that should be required for all students before they hit adulthood. Okay. Practical stuff. And it a lot of this makes sense. I'm just going to kind of skim through these. The first one is basic psychology and mental health maintenance. So that you can do things. And set, yeah. How many people, she though. says, could be saved by learning how to spot a narcissist before getting into a relationship? How many could oh, uh, mitigate okay, an yeah, anxiety right. spiral bef- uh, among on themselves before it, when it starts mm-hmm. and because they recognize the signs? How many people would uh, appreciate support and understanding people having just a basic understanding of mental health disorders and how they actually work and how to recognize the signs? Yeah, okay, not wrong, not wrong Yeah, exactly. And the next one here for basic classes that should be mandatory before kids hit adulthood, basic sociology and human behavior, because we all live in a society, it turns out. Not everyone can be a hermit, as attractive as that is sometimes. (laughs) You just really can't. And she's saying, we're going to need, if we don't allow, if we don't understand the causes and consequences of human behavior, we're going to be confused by society at best and allow or enable atrocities at worst because we don't see the signs and we get manipulated into mm. you know, thinking that what's not okay is perfectly fine. Another uh, class along this line that fits right in is media literacy. Okay. Yes, because if we're since we're bombarded with media twenty four seven, we need to know how to process this. We need to know, have these kids know what is bias. How can bias be mitigated? How can we recognize when an outlet values accuracy over eyeballs? And goes on to say the obvious. There's a lot of problems we're facing because people watch or listen to dubious news sources. Yeah. And don't and just buy right on into it. And media literacy courses would maybe go a long way to changing that. And I got to say, I completely agree with that. Yeah, me too. A couple other classes, she says, this uh, English teacher says should be mandatory before kids reach adulthood is the stock market and other investments. Knowing how it works would help you get involved in it at an early age, which is, you know, the key to having a very well-financed retirement that a lot of us aren't going to see. Yeah, and now economics, like you and I, uh, and, back in our day, yeah, they, they taught economics. Because I had to, t- I don't remember, but that was very like. Here's how to make a budget. What, yeah, is, and was, kind of managing your own money, not like knowing the stock market. Yeah, exactly. You that, can't teach that in high school. And it was one. It was one semester of economics. Yes. It was the yeah, very basics year, of how the U.S. economy, supply and demand, and capitalism basically worked at a very fundamental level yeah. and how to make a budget and that was about it for what i got and yeah. right with that what you were just what well, we were just talking about how banking credit and credit cards work oh, i yes. do remember it, having said that out loud just now we got something about interest and compound interest but i think Probably i got more about remember. that in math <laughs> class than i did oh, in yeah. that yeah, economics yeah. class and yeah. then uh taxes Right with that. Just the general financial literacy and yeah. our, can sum up those three classes that she suggests. And it could all be, that would be a good economics course. How taxes yeah. work, banking works, credit works, right. stock market works. That and, there are taxes. <laughs> how, yeah, to budget it, your, how to budget your your money and balance a checkbook and stuff. And then these and other, head. yeah. And these other two relate, she says, uh, for the last of these eight classes, it should be made mandatory before kids turn into adults. First aid, safety, and self-defense. Okay. And navigating the healthcare and health insurance system. Because, yeah, uh, you really could use a class in that. Yeah, and but, this, like, even as an adult, like, we still don't know how that works. Because, <laughs> you know, there's no class on it. The only class well, you get yeah. on it is if you get into the business in some way. And if you're in the business in some way, you're you're learning how to navigate it and also how to exploit loopholes in it. 
And well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. so. <laughs> I, I, I love this English teacher for uh, throwing this out there about why aren't we teaching kids what they really need to know as adults? And um, we're not knocking English and math and science and the arts programs because those are real important too. Oh, yeah. But you know, not everyone's going to be a scientist and not everyone needs to know advanced math at 18. But, but true. But self-defense and first aid, you know, and like CPR, and which, of course, that's an extra thing, which you, most people, depending on what sports you sure. play or, you know, you take it anyway, um, or your parents, you know, make you take it. Um, but, yeah, the at least basic money, you know, knowledge yeah. I mean, but, would be and, good yes yeah but when we like like we said we got an economic class but it covered you know just the yeah. very yeah. basics of it no, nothing on very little on how you would actually practically use this stuff once you turn 18 and you know we're talking about self-defense first aid and safety we i remember having a health class when i was in high school it was one semester i think in eighth grade the yeah. end. You're done. Yeah. You know all the health you could possibly ever need to know forever. Self-defense could be worked in uh, for the PE classes PE, instead yes. of running laps around the uh, football field outside. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So. And, and you know, they have or I mean, in health now, there's also like, you know, uh, sort of sex ed and stuff. But but that right. could but but that could I guess we call it that. But that could be like looped in, too, with some of the. Um, I don't know. Yeah, some of the other health stuff, some of the other uh, like CPR and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, and, and I've been wrong. out of high school for a a considerable amount of time. Don't know yeah. how the curriculum has changed or not. But this uh, woman who wrote this is a, currently an English teacher in high school. So, I'll give some credence to this being accurate and stuff that's mm-hmm. not being taught in high school these days, and probably should. Yes. And speaking of school, uh, this one girl, well, the mom cheated a little bit, um, but it's it's really kind of for a worthy cause. So we'll just we'll just see. This is in Louisiana. And this this mom enrolled her daughter in high school and for the 2022, 23 school year. um, And the she went to school. She like did well she minded her own business she did her schoolwork she didn't cause any trouble she probably answered questions and took tests and i mean it doesn't say what kind of grades she made but uh she 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 shouldn't have been there yeah uh the mom enrolled her with a fake passport and birth certificate okay and passed her off as a high schooler a 17 year old the police got a tip that she might not actually be 17 mm-hmm. she might be in her 20s okay <laughs> oops and so they investigated her and the mom had an expired visa she had gotten to the united states in 2021 uh yeah the daughter was w- the daughter was was in her 20s she wasn't 17 she was 28 <laughs> okay so this is the sweet thing though when I read the part about, you know, she minded her own business, that she was in school, she, you know, this and that, um, she wanted to become more proficient in English to further her education. Okay. That's all she wanted to do. Wow. She wanted to, to, to understand and speak English better. And that's why she wanted to, you know, sneak in and go to school. Unfortunately, whether it was, you know, her decision or her mom's, it's, you know, to, submit a yeah, I mean, fake that, document to the government you know it's like uh no. yeah so that's that's a problem because there yeah. aren't there are english classes available aren't they that without having to you know fake being 17 years old and going to high school and using their resources you know probably but if the mom was on an expired visa she probably had to shy away from stuff like that i don't know they both face one count of injuring public records so uh, but, <laughs> never heard know, of that charge, I know, but I, I guess it not. makes sense. The, it's Louisiana. I, I, they make they, they don't Louisiana. even have counties. <laughs> I know, right? But um, I've never heard of that either. But um, I mean, what a sweet, worthy 
you know, she just wanted to learn well, English, I'm, but yeah, still. I, I, I understand the motivation. There's just got to be some better way to go about it, but... Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm 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 jumping ahead. We're running out of time, and I've wanted to get to this story for a couple of days now. Okay. Here's the headline. Woman won't take down nine-foot werewolf. Oh, my gosh. I love okay. this. It's like something out of Sally Forth comic strip. This happened up <laughs> in Ohio where Mary Simmons bought a nine-foot-tall werewolf statue for Halloween and, and decided, I'm just going to leave it up there. Okay. And the picture on there is great. It, it is nine feet tall. It, it's as tall as those skeletons you can get at the uh, big box stores. And it's painted really well and is a good-looking werewolf statue. And <laughs> okay. she says, this has kind of become my house mascot she also says, I look at this as a security thing. Who wants to break into a house with a nine-foot werewolf sitting outside of it? I wouldn't. That's I don't true. know. I'd kind of be interested in maybe stealing that, that, that werewolf <laughs> right. uh, if, if I had any sort of truck to get away with it. And she decorates it for seasons. Oh, this my This is gosh. what I love the best about it. <laughs> so the, for summer, she's going to get some big Hawaiian, a big Hawaiian shirt made for it, some big sunglasses or something. The picture in the story, it's uh, made up for Independence Day with a patriotic-looking shirt on. And oh I can just imagine, does she make it look like Cupid at round Valentine's <laughs> Day? Right, right. You know, put a little diaper around his groin and then have a, a bow with it, those little heart arrows. What does she That's do hilarious. for New Year's? And, but, I mean, Mardi Gras, now that would be a good oh, look. Yeah. A werewolf dressed up. Yes. Yeah, a werewolf yeah. dressed up for Mardi Gras, that would be just something. But you know, I, I want... I, I want to find her on Instagram, I think, and just scroll through her werewolf pictures. I want to see the pilgrim yeah. werewolf. I want to see the Santa Claus werewolf. I was about to say Santa Claus, yeah. Because Krampus would be too obvious. <laughs> I because, I mean, it's already halfway there. But the incongruity of the werewolf Santa Claus would just be attractive. And maybe the baby New Year. That's what they, she could do that for would New Year. Yeah, crack I mean, me up. And she could the, use that same costume with some accessories for Valentine's Day. We're working yeah. this all out. The leprechaun werewolf. <laughs> oh, with all shamrocks in, all yes, over. Yes, and the hat and a little little pot of gold painted bones down right at the uh, yep. feet of this guy. What other where, holidays? Where is this? What what city is this? What this town? This is Pika or Piku. Ohio, P-I-Q-U-A. Of course, Ohio. Yes, it, it is up in Ohio. Funny. Yes, some of her neighbors are upset about it, and they have uh, contacted the city. The city has come out and uh, said, well, this is not... We, they gave her a warning, but they don't think she's really violating any ordinances. And is obviously, it, she doesn't live in an HOA, because yeah, they yeah, never right, stand right, for right. that. Or, or else that, well... Because I'm about to tell you something. It's now, is it in her yard or on her porch? It's in her yard, right in front okay. of the house. That's hilarious. It, it is. It's, it's I'm surprised it hadn't gotten stolen. I mean, it's Ohio. I mean, well, I didn't think it got right. stolen anywhere, but um, that's that's funny. No, I'm, I'm saying that because we're in an HOA in Arlington. And a few houses down, because I'll walk occasionally, not enough, but, right. you know, whatever. And if I walk a certain way, I go past a certain neighbor's house who, for the longest time, had some kind of halloween decoration on his porch and it was probably seven feet tall and it was some kind of like maybe grim reaper or something i don't know and it you know it's like there's a kind of a tree nearby so you don't really right away because it's on the porch you don't really notice it right away but yeah i'm really surprised because i think he got a new roof recently so i'm really surprised if the guys didn't <laughs> say like well, you know what the you know because you've got to get everything not really out of the way on the porch to, to get a new roof, I suppose. But in, I know they noticed it. They were there for oh, sure. days. But so what, now I got to walk down there and see if it's still there. Yeah. What kind of <laughs> what kind of decoration is it? A, one of the giant skeletons? No, no, no. It's like a grim reaper. So it's oh, like okay. black yeah, and you gray. Said that. yeah. That's right. Sorry. So it's in the shade of the porch. So you don't and in front of a window, kind of sort of in the corner. So you don't really notice it right off because it's black and gray. And I guess it has this hood and like a cloak, maybe I don't know. But maybe it has a skeleton hand, but it's gray. No. Um, cause it's dead or, you know, but, but I swear it's been, it's been up since Halloween and what, it, what okay, we're in June now. I got to go. Now this is going to, this is funny, Wesley, because yeah. now I got to walk down there and look today and see <laughs> what's there. Now see, <laughs> that's another great decoration to modify for each holiday. Yeah. The Santa Grim Reaper. Yep. I just you don't know been, if he's you're on the naughty list this year, kid, and I've run out of coal. <laughs> I know. 
know. I don't know if he's lazy and doesn't get, doesn't get it, or if they or if they forgot, or if they just like think, oh no, this is this little kids kids will keep people away. <laughs> but they I, have kids and everything. So I, I guess uh, I, don't I don't know. And but it's Mary Simmons is her name. I, I just care. read down in the story, and she does have a Facebook page, so I might have to go that just to see the picture. She says she's Ooh, going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's not going to take it down. She has no plans to take it down unless and until it becomes some kind of safety hazard. Because she said, "I don't want someone walking by and his head falls off and hits them." Well, there's that. <laughs> so if it's nine, feet that is a good call. So. So there we go. You go, Mary Simmons. You and your werewolf statue. Gotta love you. Oh, send yes. Yeah, send me the link if you have it, and I'll put it on Facebook. Okay, see, I, I will do see that. If, see if anybody else has a neighbor like me who had, leaves something up on their porch or on their house for months and months. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that that would be. I oh, won't man, call, the I Easter won't call werewolf. You out, Wes. <laughs> the Easter werewolf. I just right. with the bunny. Oh man. Oh, the, the the possibilities are in as a little lumberjack suit for uh, for Labor Day. Oh, for Labor Day. I was yeah. like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> that was just the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Yes, even though you're a werewolf, <laughs> it's fine. All right, that's that's all we've got right now. So we've got uh, Drake and Lawyer Bill coming up tomorrow. Don't forget any questions for Lawyer, Lawyer Bill. Go ahead and send them in. We won't use your name or uh, really embarrass you in any identifiable kind of way. 878-9420 is the text line for that. This is Drake Digital. All right.